Hey, you're listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating endeavours of creatives on the north coast of New South Wales. Today's guest is Fernando Aragones, a singer, songwriter, performer based up in and around Byron um, and performs under the guise of Animal Ventura. Uh, yeah, we had an awesome chat. I hope you enjoy the show. Just another shout out to all the legend sponsors who we can't advertise gigs for at the moment, but hopefully we, we will be able to very soon. So uh, big shout out to Local Build Co, Henry Gale Tiling, Liberty Providors, Yurunga, Ocean View Hotel, Yurunga, Pub With No Beer in Taylor's Arm, Tish Farco in Bellingen, Sourced Salvage Studio in Bellingen, Surf Street Cafe in Emerald Beach, The Coast Hotel Coffs Harbour, Element Bar Coffs Harbour, Dark Arts Bar, Bar Coffs Harbour, sorry, and uh, Red Sea Events in Coffs Harbour and Scott's Hub in Scott's Head. Without you guys, this podcast wouldn't be possible, so super appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Hey, you're listening to Celebrate Sounds. Today's guest, all the way from Lennox Head. Um, I was supposed to actually head up there uh, around about this time and then lockdown happened. I was going to try and do some um, interviews on the road. But uh, as it happens, we're stuck in our respective studios and or homes. And we have uh, Fernando Aragones, a.k.a. Animal Ventura, on the phone chatting all things music. How you going, dude? Yeah, good man. Yourself? Really well, actually, and I'm um, just stoked to be. I've, I'm just you're my second interview today. I've, like I was saying before, I've managed to uh, lock in a few interviews over the phone because it's easier to get people on the phone for 45 minutes than it is to um, get them out to the studio or lock in a time yeah. in person. So happy that I can be chatting to you, and thank you so much for coming on the show and hanging out. Nice man, thanks for having me. Um, so for people who don't know you, um, you obviously your name's Fernando and, um, yeah. and you play under the guise of Animal Ventura. Um, yeah. Why don't you just start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, how you kind of were drawn to music and maybe, um, yeah, sort of a little bit of your musical journey and we'll just see where the conversation takes us. Cool, man. Um, yeah, uh I was I was born in Brazil. I'm I'm from Brazil, um, and I've been I've been in Australia for about sixteen years now. Um, but back to my sort of a musical thing, I I think my first memory of of playing an instrument. Uh, I always liked listening to music and stuff. I have a I have a, an older sister and a little brother, and I sort of always look up to what my brother was listening. But was actually. Uh, I think it was probably about eight or nine. We have um, we had this like uh, beach house uh, in Brazil, in the south of Brazil, where I'm from, and we used to go there. And that's this really really cool sort of like community on the street. You know, the our neighbors in the street with my you know my father, mm. um, and and we used to like go. You know, every weekend we just have like barbecues and stuff and. And my next door neighbor, he had pretty much like um, uh, he had pretty much every single instrument of like the samba percussion oh, instrument. Wow. Yeah, and and it was pretty cool. And then we like we used to do a barbecue, and then he he'll bring the instruments and start playing, and and then they start doing this thing uh, which is called uh, in in Brazil like 
it's called in in Australian in English as well as the serenading, uh, which yeah. is serenata, which is uh, we used to wait for everyone so sort of like late at night and wait for everyone to go home and and go to sleep, and then we used to go to people's houses like you know be sort of quiet and set up in you know in a, outside the the window and then all of a sudden start playing this really loud samba music and singing. And, <laughs> and then they, you know, like uh, you expect the, you know, the people in the houses to open the, the window and be like, Oh, you serenading me. And then here's like a, here's a beer. Here's like a, you know, a glass of wine and stuff. And then we start a conversation. <laughs> wow. And that was pretty cool, man. And um, so he, he used to do that every weekend. And, and then I think, uh, so just, just to of, touch on that, was that yeah. like so? Was that like is that a cultural thing where like lots of people do that? Uh, no, man. It's like well, it is like you know, like Brazilian is very uh, um, really likes a party and you know, yeah. like uh, and music as well and and playing percussion and stuff. So, but it, it's it's something that actually started out at that sort of neighborhood, and right? That I that, that I know, you know, like this. Because we we're all like everyone knew each other, and uh, but it, yeah. Anyway, like it started it started like that, and then I, I think one night someone someone that, that they had like good players, like good percussion players, but someone couldn't like didn't make it on the weekend, and then I was always sort of like you know like I was always around them, and and then they was like, hey kid, come and you know just play this, and I was like cool, with and I stopped playing with them, and it's like. And then my neighbor, who was, who was uh, the owner of the instrument, said, "Hey, this kid actually—it's got rhythm." So I kind of like, got the got the position, you know. Yeah. So uh, I was kind of like every, you know, in pretty much every weekend going around with them playing, you know, a, a couple of different instruments. One was the surdo, which was the big one, like that big sort of like low end. Yep. Um, and and the other one is like that the other one's called cachetto. It's a uh, the the high end the high end uh, sort of instrument, wow. but anyway, like that's sort of like when I sort of like ah oh, actually you know I've, I've I've got a good year for that I've got rhythm and and then and then from there from there I think my next memory is like my sister used to date because uh, I've got another sister and she used to date this guy who was a musician and he had a studio at home wow uh, and then. And then I used to, uh, my neighbor, which was my best friend, bought a guitar and it's like, hey, man, let's go to the to his studio and we can play, we can jam. And they had a drum kit there. So I, I would start playing drums and he played guitar. And then we sort of put together this little dual band and just, you know, just playing around like just very, uh, very yeah. badly. But how old were you? When, I think then I think I was about 11, 11, wow. 12. Yeah, so I, I started playing drums, you know, like, uh, and then in school, I joined a band, we formed a band together, uh, playing drums, playing like punk rock stuff like Ramones. And, yes. Um, and, yeah, that's that's sort of it was the start. I started as a drummer, and then my cousin used to play guitar, um, and then I, I used to, you know, we would go there um a lot of like the you know weekends and stuff and mm. i started playing grabbing his guitar and he learned he showed me some chords and so i started playing guitar as well and but the drum thing was kind of like my main 
playing instruments for a few years, like we play, the band sort of like started doing good, like, you know, went from that stage of being really bad sort of school, schoolmates, <laughs> like band. And then we played a little festival in the park and that was sort of, it was pretty, you know, terrible. And then we started like rehearsing every day, every day, not every week, two times, uh, two or three times a week. And, um, and then we started getting actually really good and then did a recording, a demo recording, and then start playing gigs and a bit of touring. And, wow. Uh, but that was, that was playing, playing the drums. And, and then the guitar was kind of like more of a bedroom thing. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, I think there was one point I was sort of like started like getting good on guitar and then writing some little songs, silly songs and stuff. And, and then I start playing with like different, you know, a lot of different uh, uh, bands, different styles, like yeah. just going from punk rock to the reggae to, to Brazilian music to to any, anything really. It was just like, you know, just love playing. And yeah, um, yeah and then and then I, uh, I had the opportunity to come to Australia and. And then I came in and when I, when I got to Australia, it's when sort of like the songwriting and, and, um, and the more like guitar and then playing gigs became sort of, sort of the, my main thing. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. I mean, the first time I remember meeting you, um, was actually here in Bellingen and you were playing, you were playing drums with a a band called Costa Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. Well, probably about actually about 10 years ago now. And then I remember seeing you just totally coincidentally at um, my best mate's engagement party and you're playing guitar in Sydney about a year later. And I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) sick. So you can play obviously multi-instrumentalist. Do you play any other uh, instruments or mainly guitar and drums? Man, mainly guitar and drums. I can play a little bit of bass just for, you know, uh, you know, home recording sort of purpose. Um, Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of, you know, a little bit of keys and stuff, but, um, yeah, mainly guitar and drums. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And so like for, for as long as I've known you anyway, you've been a live, regular live performer. Um, yeah. and has that been your main income, like your main gig for, for quite a while? Yeah, man. It's been, uh, I think for about 12, 13 years now in Australia. I've been, I've been in Australia for 16 years now and, and for about 13 was, was when I kind of like, okay, I'm just not going to do any other jobs. So I'm just going to play music and awesome. Yeah. And that worked really well. Um, yeah. It, until I mean, now. I, I always, yeah, well, that's exactly right. It's one of those <laughs> things that like, it's a, it's a, like, I was looking at it and, and one of the things, and I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but whether it's Australian culture or, or it's just sort of worldwide, but people are always like, you know, you've got to have a steady job, you've got to have a, a, yeah. a good income or, you know, an education, all this. And, I, and I'm not against those things at all. You know, I've got, yeah. a, I've got a degree and, and I've had other jobs, but um, for me, playing music was always the main goal. And you can get it to a point... It, Pre-COVID, it is actually like if you do it well and you're good at it and you, you you're nice to people and you run run a business well, you can actually do yeah. really well. But right yeah. now, um, finding those gigs and and just keeping that momentum and, and also probably just keeping mentally um, in the game a little bit. It's been a really frustrating time for musicians. Um, yeah, man. Especially the guys that are, are full-time musicians, and and you're lucky enough, like myself, to be able to do some solo gigs, but. For the last year and a half, there's you, you probably know a lot of musicians who who are like 
I've got to get another job or I'm throwing the towel and not doing yeah. music anymore. Which, yeah, which man, I'm, I'm, I actually almost to that point. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a, you know, like just getting after this like second lockdown, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should, uh, you know, start something else, you know, even if it's a little side hustle or even like a start a business, uh, some, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, open a cafe or like, you know, anything else like then uh, being a performer because uh, it's so uncertain now, like what's, yep. what's going to happen. But anyway, keep, uh, we keep the, keep the faith going. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I don't want to dwell too much on, you know, the negative aspects of, of, you know, COVID and the lockdown, but, you know, like if you're happy to just give us a bit of a, a, an indication on like, you know, the ups and downs of like, you know, as a, as a performer, as a person who performs as their main income, you're running your own business. And I guess yeah. there's this whole thing of like, whenever your work gets canceled, it's pretty soul destroying. Did you find that like, I know for me, I, I've been going up and down. Have you found that you are just having those like waves where it's like, no, I can still do this. And then those days where you're like, oh yeah, maybe not. Yeah, well, man, it's 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 been like you know, it's been my story for the last few months, really. Like, uh, you know, like when you book something and you think, ah, oh, maybe maybe I'll be able to do this, and then nah, you know, it's another it's another thing that's pulled off. But like, um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man. Like it's like I said, like I might might have to look at doing you know, another thing for the time being, just until everything sort of gets back to normal. But, but it's, it's really frustrating when you, you know, when you think you, you're going to, you know, have, cause that, like you said, it's like a, it's our main income. It's our only yeah. income. So like, you know, when, and, and I don't think like uh, people um, and like venue owners and stuff, they realize how, how damaging that, you know, cancelling a gig last minute is for us because oh, so we can't really like go and say, okay, ring the other venues like, no, because they already booked, you know, because it's so it's really, it's really hard to, um, it's, it's really hard to not have that sort of like, uh, you know, certain, yeah, uh, certainty that you're going to actually be able to perform and, and, make you know make an income there's definitely something that you know needs to be done i know last year they did that whole like under the southern stars sort of thing but it it almost feels like um they need to do something in the way of residencies or or whatever because you're exactly right like you know you might have one gig that, and one venue that's not cancelling and another gig and another venue going no we're going to you know play it safe and maybe just cancel tonight and you know yeah. like if if people you know if people in other industries were having that same experience i'm sure they would understand because it's like you you're rocking up to work or you're about to start going and getting ready to go to this gig and then they're like, oh, no, we're going to cancel it or, you know, a, a day or two out. Yeah, we're not doing it anymore. And it's really soul-destroying. Yeah. One thing I've been super impressed with is how resilient the uh, the musical community has been in this time, but it does get to a point where it is wearing pretty thin. That's all we, I'm going to say yeah. about COVID because um, it's just saturating the news feeds and the social feeds at the moment. Ah, so. yeah, man, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So look, you've come out to Australia. Uh, like I've known you, you've been, you were in Sydney for quite a while. How are you up in yeah. or Lennox now, Byron, Byron area? How long have you yeah. been up there? Uh, just about four years now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Loving it, man. Really, really loving it. It's such a, such a beautiful spot. And, um, 
it's a great like you know when it's when it's everything when everything's normal it's a great uh great creative community around here yeah you know around byron bay and and lennox and and um yeah so yeah i'm loving it man uh we it's really great. One of the things that is always amazing about Byron and, you know, like I've been playing up there for years as well, is that there's always, almost every, well, probably every night of the week on in multiple venues, there's always live music. Um, yeah. And so for someone like yourself, anyone who, who wants to be creative, you can go up there. You know that there's going to be gigs. There's a community of people, which is so amazing. Not to um, not to, to bring Cobra back into it, but has has the feeling changed at all, or is it just kind of still the same, but just having to wear these regulations? Is it still the same beautiful creative community that, but we're just in lockdown? And well, the, I think the the, the feeling still the same. I actually, because I'm you know I'm in Lennox, so I'm actually by uh, Ballin and Shire, so I, right. I can't really go oh, go no. uh, <laughs> to Byron now. <laughs> It's it's so weird, man. You're not in your LGA, so yeah. <laughs> so you have to stay within. Um, but uh, yeah, the feeling like like I was telling you before, um, you know, like when the when the first sort of lockdown hit, and then after that, we when things started to open up again, like the the venues here, they were really supportive with local artists, which just which was really great. Yeah. Um, so I, I was kind of like a, getting back to sort of getting you know like three, four, five gigs a week, um, which, which was great. Um, and then, and then the thing hit again and it's kind of like, you know, sort of like back to zero, but, um, yeah, in that sense, like, uh, it was great to see like the, you know, the music didn't stop and, and the venues is still supporting live music. Yeah, there's nothing. Um, be- there's nothing better than knowing that you know, like it's it's a bit of a waiting game. But knowing that when that waiting game is over, and you're like, okay, we're back, you know that there's yeah. going to be opportunities because of uh, the community spirit in 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 the sense of like they want arts, they want creative arts, they want music, they want performances, they want people having a good time, which yeah, which I sure. think is is really important and really hoping that a lot of places in Australia, there's, there's a, it's the same down in Bellingen and Coffs Harbour, like there's a lot of venues that are like, we want music, but we just can't at the moment. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's that's good to hear. So, you know, in terms of like your musical sort of career, you've been doing it as your main income for around 12 years. Um, mm-hmm. What... What kind of things were you doing? Like you were a session musician in Sydney or just performing, doing your own thing? Like what's been your story? Man, um, yeah, so like when I um, when I first moved to Australia, I was really lucky to um, pretty much the first weekend I was here, I went I went down to this little bar in, in DY on the northern beaches in Sydney and there was like two guys playing in the bar. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then they had a break and then I went, and introduce myself and hey guys like i'm you know i just came from brazil I'm, i play drums you know if you ever need a drummer and they're like ah oh, cool we actually uh we have another project that we you know we're looking for a drummer cool and then I'm like let's have a jam and then i sort of like pretty much um fell in this like uh in this band which was which just later became costa ray right and and became my sort of like my best friends my you know like my brothers here in australia awesome um, so yeah, so I kind of like, I started playing drums with, uh, back in the, you know, it wasn't Costa Ray, it was, uh, it was a band called Dublin. Yep. Um, and then, and then 
doing the, the, the drumming thing and then start playing like a uh, solo at the same bar. That's what that guys that like start playing solo, the solo gigs there. And, yep. and then that sort of like went hand in hand um, for, for a little while. And then the solo thing, the gigs, the performance thing became my, my main thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was doing. I mean, I was, I, I lived in Sydney for about 12 years and, um, man, I was doing like a, a lot of gigs, just like solo gigs and also band gigs and, and drumming gigs. And, um, so, and then rec- like record, not, not much sessions, um, recording stuff I record with the band and record my own stuff but yeah. not not for other for other people and then um back in two, 2012 uh i was hanging a lot with the guy uh, with a guy called josh fergus and you might might heard of him uh, yeah, i'm not sure but he's uh, rings a bell yeah he's, uh, he's a musician down in sydney and then we we, we actually we we're doing gigs together like i was drumming with him uh and then we started we started this thing you know every wednesday we go and have a jam and then we put you know put a camera on a you know on the side and start filming and and then look like, oh, out let's get a friend and film them and then record them and then and then oh, let's get another friend and film them and record and then we start this thing called pine street sessions which was pretty cool it's just like a, just like a live music channel on youtube yeah right and um man we end up doing like about almost about 80 different uh different bands like recording them and then i and then i went to that sort of like ah that's cool like i can buy you know I, i'll buy another microphone and i'll buy another preamp and i start, I start going into producing as well yeah. like into like not producing but like recording and yeah. and doing the sessions and now I'll, I'll do the the audio and then josh would do the sort of video and and producing and and then we we did that for about two years, man, which was really really cool. Um, yeah, sounds epic. I get, yeah, I get to I get to learn a lot, like just like the recording, the engineering aspect of of the thing, and uh, we got to meet a lot of musicians, a lot of different um, bands, and uh, there was one stage we had like a like a sponsorship uh, from this alcohol company. It's like it's, things was going like really great. Um, and then uh, I think Josh had he, he moved back to because he's from uh, he's from WA, so he moved back to Perth for a little while, and we stopped for for a bit. And but I kept I sort of kept like all the you know the the equipment and stuff, and then um, rented a warehouse with a friend, and we started a little sort of like production thing, um, to like like record videos for other bands and. Yeah and and audio and and producing and doing demos and stuff so it sort of became gigs like like studio time during the day just producing and recording stuff and then and then going to gigs at night but but it got to a stage man that i've um in sydney i was doing man i was doing like too many gigs a week you know like it's kind of like getting burned out a bit uh, doing the same sort of like the same gigs, the same rounds, the same bars, same stuff, kind of you know like. A, and when you do a lot of that, I mean, it's it's the thing that I, it's your passion, right? It's like a, music's not just a work; it's a, it's our it's our love, it's our passion. But even so, like when you when you do a lot of it, it's kind of like a, you get burned out a bit, especially solo gigs. You, oh, absolutely! You must you must feel that as well. Like yeah. just 
when you when you're playing with someone it's like it's almost like it's it's exciting because you you know you're feeding off someone else it's kind of like you're playing there's a different energy yeah and i remember like the and you probably were the same the one i think the first gig i played with uh, a band coming out of COVID, i'd done you know so many solo shows and and i think i'd played with my drummer twice or something in eight months and then we had a yeah. band gig and it was like the feeling was just like oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> i've missed this so much yeah 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 exactly man so so i was doing you know i was doing really well financially like like we you know talked before like just doing like 10 12 gigs a week it's wow. like oh that's 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 great you know like financially it's good but really getting burnt out and and also like not having the the time and energy to to focus on my creative on the creative side as well like yeah. just on my recordings and stuff and in um so that's uh not i'm not complaining at all but like that sort of like got to a point that i kind of like okay i have to really do something and then that's when uh me and my partner were kind of like oh let's just let's just try something different and move you know move up to, to lennox or to Byron bay and see see what happens and yeah awesome. uh, yeah so that's when we uh sort of like made the move and and it's kind of like a, which was great because like you have to sort of like you know almost like two steps back you know like to yeah. getting getting back to sort of like because before in sydney you kind of like you, you didn't even need to ring anyone like people like will ring you to play you know like yeah because you because you build that network and the networking and you know all the venues and stuff so they actually get in touch with you to come and play and then moving up here was kind of like ah now i actually have to (laughs) yeah yeah, i have to do an epk i have to you know (laughs) send emails and tell you tell them how great i am coming you know (laughs) yeah the hustle which is which is you know which is great too like it's it's good to have that was um, it like kind of nice and exciting like i I know like I'm, i'm similar to you in the sense that i've played the same gigs um, and, and one of the great things that I really enjoy is getting out of the area and going hustling and, and playing a weekend somewhere else. Like, uh, doing yeah. a few. was it there that like initial, like, you know, you said you were burnt out 10 or 12 gigs. I mean, by anyone's standard, that's craziness. Yeah. Like it's crazy. for me, like I, I can manage five or six gigs every week and I'm like, that's, yeah. that's tops for me, but doing more than that. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts, and I imagine you're doing sort of like those back to back, like a, a Saturday afternoon, then a Sunday, yeah. sort of mid evening, and then maybe a late one or three or three on a Sunday as well. Like, man, it was, it was like it was like Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, maybe a Friday afternoon and a Friday night, and wow. then and like, then uh, not not every week, but like you know, like it would be week, like let's say like one week a, a month, we'll have like that crazy which is like and then on saturday you go and play a market in the morning yep. and then an afternoon gig and then a, a, a night gig uh, you know 10 to 12 crazy and then and then you have another two gigs on sunday you know and by the end of the last gig on sunday it's kind of like it's almost like you you know but by the end of the last set of the of the last gig on sunday you're kind of like just a zombie the last little yeah <laughs> i <laughs> always last little you know few tanks it's just like totally dry <laughs> i always um like i don't know how how you do this but like I, I was similar because there are a lot of like um saturday morning gigs that you can do around this area and yeah. I, when i was doing five or six shows a week it'd be similar maybe not a wednesday so much every now and then a wednesday but 
um, usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday afternoon, Sunday, Saturday night, or one or the other. Sunday yeah. morning and then Sunday afternoon. And by the time I got to Sunday afternoon, and because you do, we do something very similar with our looping, I found yeah, that all, yeah. all my songs, I dropped the key, uh, a tone, <laughs> and they were all heaps slow. By that Sunday afternoon, it's like if yeah. you're doing a, a vibey Saturday night and then by Sunday afternoon, it's like every yeah. song is like between 75 and 90 BPM and I don't go <laughs> I don't go above 90. It's I'm too tired. <laughs> did you yeah, find did yeah. you find that like your your song uh, choices and, and your repertoire kind of changed on those like Sunday afternoon gigs? Yeah, well, it depends, man, cuz like the, I used to do this um, this Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon sort of night gig at, in in mainly at, at Four Pines, you know, the, the yep. beer Four Pines, yeah, they yeah. have the, the brewery there. And it, it it could go either way. It could, you know, it could get there and be a little bit quiet, and you can okay, I can just chill. <laughs> but then you could actually get busy, and people want to dance, and then oh, you have yeah. to okay, I want to, I need to, you know, <laughs> just get my last pump. Uh, <laughs> That's great. But um, but yeah, man, it's like uh, it, in, I mean, in a way, it's it's great because you you get really good, you know, like it's it's yeah. a really good practicing when you when you do so many gigs a week. It's kind of like a, you know, it's um, it's 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 only right that you're gonna get good, right? Because you're just practicing, and, it, and there's there's nothing better than practicing on, on a gig. I think it's like a, you know, like there's there's a big difference when you, you know, uh, when to rehearse at home or you know, like it's and then when you're actually in front of people, it's like a, it's a completely different game, you know, like. Yeah. A, like training is training and you know game is a, it's a it's a game it's, it's for real so even if it's like a even if it's a gig it's, it's a little bit quiet people are not really paying attention to what you're doing like but you still you know you're still accountable to actually you know do a song from start to finish and and nail you know like yeah so, entertain so that, create a vibe. yeah and that and that makes you you know that makes you like really really you know good at what you do and um um, I'm not bragging at all, but like just uh, you know, like because when you do so much, you know, it's uh, it, it's great for that, you know, financially and for you know, you get for, better, um, absolutely, yeah, you get yeah, better, yeah, definitely. And uh, you, you can do a humble brag, man. I've seen you play; you're um, you're fantastic. <laughs> you're you're a little bit like Chris and I in the Funk Thieves. Um, Every time I've seen you play, I reckon you've dropped at least two or three Fat Freddy drop song. Fat Freddy's yeah, drop man, songs. I love them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Almost like a trip. We should do a tribute tour. <laughs> we just man. Sort of we all... used to. Um, yeah, one of the gigs uh, back in Sydney was this place called uh, Sticky Bar, which is man. It was like the best gig ever. Like Joe Joe West, who's been in your podcast. Yeah. Uh, he used to. I actually met him at that bar. Oh wow! At that place. Um, and and it was every Saturday night from 12, 10 to twelve, like a three piece um, gig, uh, three piece band. And uh, and and the owner was this Italian guy, and he he loved Fat Freddy's Drop. I yes. think I think he actually gave me the gig because I I played Fat Fre- Freddy's Drop <laughs> on my repertoire. <laughs> yes. And and we were like, you know, sometimes we'd be like, okay, last set is gonna be all Fat Freddy's. Yes. <laughs> so we do like the last set, we just like Fat Freddy's Drop, and we used to love, man. You, you and, know uh, that you're gonna get that gig over and over again if the, yeah. if the, the venue owner <laughs> or manager loves Fat Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, like you, they're um they're one of those bands that like. They're not underground, but they kind of are a little bit. And so it's yeah, kind of yeah. nice when you're playing a Fat Freddy's Drop song and 
that's like the kind of um, times where, where I found that you'll turn ahead or someone will be like, oh, you're playing Fabric. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those yeah, bands yeah. that like not everyone covers, but when they do, people, there's always someone in the crowd who's like, I love yeah. that song. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly, man. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. And, um, you know, I wanted to touch too a little bit about, you know, the An- Animal Ventura. Like, um, mm. you you play under that name when you're doing your solo gigs, yeah? Yeah, man. I Yeah. Um, I think it was about 2014 or 15 that I um, sort of like changed because I was, I was performing under my own name, which is Fernando Aragonis. And, yep. and um, which is cool, but like a lot of people – a lot of people would would sort of like prejudge going like, oh, so you play Brazilian music or you play salsa, you yeah. know, like you can, you know, and it's got that sort of like Latin sort of, you know, nuance to it. So <laughs> I kind of like, uh, maybe, maybe I should get a name, like a, like a, a band name kind of thing, you know, yeah, cool. that I can use for both, you know, for my solo uh, uh, performance and for my, for band as well. And yeah, and then I sort of like, man, I, I always love the name Ventura. The the word Ventura in Spanish means um, by chance or uh, or luck uh, or good fortune. Right. And um, and and is also uh, the name of uh, one of my favorite Brazilian bands uh, album. One of the the best albums called Ventura. So I had the, I sort of had the name in my head. Ventura this, Ventura that, and. Literally, I was uh, I was just watching, just checking the surf in Arabian, and I was thinking about the name and stuff. And then I, I, I see this guy coming up the track, and and he's got this like white T-shirt with uh, with the word animal. And I was like, animal, animal Ventura, and it's got just clicked, you know, like, ah, oh, cool. I like it. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, this this cool sounds good. And then I just grabbed my phone, went to Google, and it's like. Just type to see if you know you could could buy the domain for the website. Yeah. And then the first thing you type it, and this comes like Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura. <laughs> you know the, the pet detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh god, uh, should I do this? And you know, it's like, oh, you know what? Like, it's gonna be, it's it's a good way for people to um, associate. You know, like be, totally. Animal Ventura, Ace Ventura. So I think you know, it's easier for people to remember. It you catches, know? So it kind catches of, your attention. Yeah, so I kind of like I stick I stuck with that, and um, yeah, and that was it. <laughs> awesome, and you know yeah. you've been releasing music pretty steadily over the last few years. One of um, well, my favorite track is that No Gravity track that you wrote. Oh, awesome! Which man. he's got an uh, is that, that's this one with an awesome keyboard solo from Shannon Stitt, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I actually sorry, that's the I think that's one of the I think it's the only song. That me and Shannon did. We actually um, wrote it together. Like we. Oh, are, nice. Yeah, we we were rehearsing at the warehouse, and then Shannon started playing these chords, and I was just, and I started mumbling, you know, like we, like we, like songwriting. You always start mumbling stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like cool. And I'm glad I'm not I, the only one. Yeah, and I think I actually I was going through my um, voice memos the other day. And and I found the the first ever recording of that nice. song at, at that at that day and and I 
I think I think the name of the song was actually "Pass the Joint" <laughs> on the, on my voice now because <laughs> uh, I, I was just mumbling something, and then you know I don't know why that came up, came up, but like well, getting high, no that, gravity, like <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, and then and then I sort of like we we went home, and then I I kind of like um, start listening to the to that recording, and then and then and then I wrote the song from that. But um, yeah. It's sorry to interrupt you, man, but like that's that's no, the story of the by of all the means. Song. I love it. I love <laughs> that's that's the whole idea. We're here to talk about your story. You know, I love that song, and you you know dropped some stuff um, recently. Um, all the love we knew that was last year, wasn't it? And then warmer in the sun yeah. this year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's all a bit of a blur. The COVID timeline. Um, people are like, uh, yep, yeah, oh, man. it was two weeks ago, and I'm like, it could have been two years ago. I, it doesn't. <laughs> time doesn't even have. There's no concept at the moment. <laughs> man, I, I swear to God, I was talking to my uh, my in-laws today, and it's just like the other day. I, I was, you know, when you wake up and you're still in that sort of like dazed, sort of like you know, not yeah, sure yeah. if you awake. Man, I swear to God, I had to sort of like, what day is today? Like, it's <laughs> it's is bad. This a Friday? Is it Friday? I it's think yeah, it's Friday. I said, oh no, maybe it's a Tuesday because the weekend was just like yesterday. <laughs> I was kind of, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's definitely Tuesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had those days, and and days when I've woken up thinking that I was doing something that wasn't coming up for like two days or something. I'm like, I've got to do this stuff today, and it's like. <laughs> It's just been a real weird head spin kind of time. Yeah, that, uh, you it's know, crazy. Like if you're lucky enough to go to a job, um, lucky enough mm. or whatever, if you have a job, you may, you may not consider yourself lucky necessarily. But yeah. um, <laughs> there's that like sort of functioning thing of like time being at, at a time and place and having a bit of a routine. One of the things mm. about being a musician is it is – flexible on the hours are kind of all over the place and then when you yeah. when you get out of that habit because of covid of lockdowns it is kind of easy to fall into this like i don't have anything tell like naturally occurring that's telling me what day it is i don't have a gig on a friday night or a saturday yeah. night or a sunday kind of so it does get a bit tricky but um you know all that is to say that uh, i wanted to talk about your songwriting a little bit and um cool. and yeah just basically like what what's your process like? I love I love having people on the show, and sometimes we talk. You know, we 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 miss this because uh, you know we the conversation goes elsewhere. But yeah, um, I love talking about uh, creatives and particularly songwriters and their creative process. And so for you, like you know, you you sort of alluded to it before. You you, you recorded an idea, voice memos, and, and then you yeah. went back and and um and wrote that song, No Gravity. But in general, do you have a bit of a go to? Or do do you just pick up the guitar and and if you're feeling inspiration, you can kind of write, record. What take us through a little bit of your creative process? So man, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's it, it can be it, you know it can be different sometimes, but like the most of the times is it's like you said, you know, you grab the guitar, <clears throat> you know, you're strumming, and then you find a you find a nice chord. Oh, this chord is nice, and then. You know, if you're lucky, you'll find the you know the the following chord. It's like, oh, this is cool. And then, and then you start mumbling something, a melody, and mm. and then a, a word or two comes, or or even like a, a whole a whole verse comes, or a whole chorus comes. And then you sort of, ah, oh, cool. And then you grab your phone and then press, you know, voice memo record, and then you re- record that. And then most of the time, uh, you know, like. It takes, you know, it kind of it takes a little while. It, it just depends, but like it takes a while for you to, you know, you go back. You have that sort of like one verse, 
uh, or one chorus or mm. one sort of like a um, guitar chord sort of like progression. And then you go back to that and then, and then sort of like that's, you know, you go back to that and then it's like, uh, start writing some real lyrics or, yeah. or find, or find a bridge or, and then, and then you, you know, and then you start like a demoing process, um, or like that, or, or like the, the, the other t- last, you know, last few days, I just get, you know, I, I just get into the computer and I start with a beat on the, you know, yeah. like a, you start with a beat and stuff. Oh, this this beat is cool. And then you find a little synth sound on the on the on the keyboard. Ah, oh, this is cool. And then you, you know, and then you put together and then you do a loop, like a four or eight bar loop, and then yep. you you build from that. Um, but for me, most of the time is on the guitar, on the acoustic guitar, just strumming, and then something, you know, from that something will come. Sometimes, very rarely, the song will come in once you know every, you know everything at once yeah um but then um yeah, yeah it's a, and it's a some, process for sure yeah it is it is man and and um it's funny thing like like i said i was going through my voice memos uh, the other day I, I was also going through a lot of like uh, uh, old uh, hard drives and man I, I found so many song ideas that i that i sort of like you know they got forgotten like that yeah and and now I'm kind of a bringing all in, back into it. So I've sort of like I kind of like busy into the sort of like selecting songs that I want to work on. Yeah, cool. Um, There's some gems, isn't there? Because I don't know yeah. about you. Like sometimes for me, like I. I during this whole year, you know, if I have a bit of a downtime, if there's like, um, you know, no gigs or whatever, people cancel gigs, or I'm not doing a whole bunch, I find myself on going through my voice memos and getting rid of a whole whole bunch of stuff. But then I listen and I'm like, oh, there's some really cool ideas. And the same yeah. with like s- sessions with Logic going through and going, oh, this is three years old, but I really still like this. Um, yeah. And then there's some, I don't know about you, but there's definitely some awful ones where I'm like, what was I thinking? That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but man, from, from, so keep from, going. Yeah, so, sorry. Like, no, I was just going to say from what I'm like, you know, following you for all these years and, you seem to be like the most prolific songwriter for me to me, man. Because like, <laughs> I'm trying like hard. the whole the the Tuesday tune stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. every Tuesday, you've got a different tune, like, and and a not you know not just an idea, like a full you know beautiful track recorded and beautiful produced, and it's like oh, this thanks, is man. great. <laughs> yeah, That's well, cool, I, I I kind of just you know like I've had a similar story to you in that like. Music's been my main income for the the best part of the last ten years, and I had a few other jobs and done a few other things away from performing. But um, you know, you you alluded to it before when you're gigging that much, yeah. it's really hard to have that time where you can be creative. And for me, I find the process of songwriting quite cathartic. It, I, uh, you know, uh, yeah. it gets the, your feelings out. It, it it just gets stuff out. It gets ideas out. And a few years ago, um, you know, back in probably 2018 now, or maybe a bit earlier, I was like, I had just fallen back in love with um, songwriting. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to dedicate myself to trying to write at least one song a week and have kind of, and there's some, there's some absolute 
doozies in there. Um, I, I go back and, and sometimes just check if there's anything that I, that I haven't listened to for a while that may be any good. And, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I, re- I still really like that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, delete that Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is a process. For me, it's all about like just getting better. Um, you know, you, you said that too about performing all the time. Well, for me, like Tuesday is my day in the studio. Often, yeah, that's great. Don't, t- don't tell anyone. Sometimes it's a Monday as well. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just about getting better and writing stuff. And hopefully at, at some point I'll, I'll write some some stuff that I'm really digging. Um, but it is a process and it takes time. And yeah. probably the same as you, there's songs that I'm planning to release at the end of this year that are two or three years old. Um, and yeah. then, Do you have a bit of a, a revisit process? Like what what's your sort of test as far as you know like okay let's say uh the the most recent song warmer in the sun when did you know that that was like ready for release well that that one is a it's a bit of a special one because um it's actually a collaboration that one with uh with pat van dyke the guy that i recorded uh no gravity um that one was like he he sent me he pretty much sent me the track ready yep and then i i sort of like wrote the vocal melody and lyrics and that was super quick man like that was um cool. it's pretty much like in half a day i had the the my part sort of like so did he produce like, the track for you and then you just did the the vocals and and that yeah well he he actually produced the track for him and then he thought like uh oh, maybe this could be cool to have like a vocals and and he thought of me and it's oh, like, sweet. Oh, my descent to Fernando, see if he can come up with something. Cause we we've done, um, another like two or three collaborations before. Um, and I, re- I recorded the album with him. Yeah. And so, so that was cool. And then, uh, and then he sent me that and like straight away, I was just like, came up with a melody and then mum and the lyrics and then I wrote the lyrics and, Sort of in half a day was pretty much everything right, and then it took another half a day to record and send it back to him, and then and then he put it the whole thing together and and released. But please tell but me with, that's the exception rather than than the rule. That that's definitely the exception. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for example, like we uh, we wrote another song together called um, One by One, which is um, another release. I think it was. I was just beginning of this year, but that it was the same sort of thing. Like he, uh, he had this, the, the track, he sent me the beat and then, but it, then it took me, man, it took me almost a year to actually write something, you right. know, like one of yep. those things like yep. that sort of like you, you start with something and then you're kind of, ah, like, oh, yeah. And then you sort of like put it, you know, put it aside and then do other stuff. And then it's like, ah, oh, there's that thing. And then you go back and then sort of like refine again. And then, but uh, yeah, that's, um, it's funny how like this, you know, like both tracks, they completely different process. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But with, uh, like, you know, if, if I'm doing the thing, you know, the whole thing, like just writing the music and the and lyrics and stuff, um it's kind of like well f- for example the the all the love we knew song mm. i had i had that chord progressions for about three or four years man like just with uh with all with just that first sort of uh, the first verse written and and then yeah it was i was kind of i think i was just i was just kind of sat down in the studio just start playing the progression again and then 
and then the second verse came and then the chorus came and so like, okay cool so cool i've got a i've got a i've got a song you know like yeah. just i got a, a song right and then and then i demo it and then um there's a, a good friend of mine and amazing drummer grant garrethy that lives uh just you know across the road from me in lennox uh he's um He's got a he's got a cool studio at his place, uh, a little like just in the garage, but all properly, you know, like soundproofed and yeah. And then we were we were playing gigs together, and and then he's like, I mean, like I love to you know record, even if it's just a demo. And then okay, cool. And then we went, uh, I went to his place, and then we just like started recording. It's like I just sound really good, so just pretty much finished the recording and. And then get mixed and mastered, and but I like back to your question. I think um, most of my most of the songs that I've you know recorded and released, I actually played them. I played them live before, you know. Yeah. Like, I sort of, I, I really like this man. Like just getting them there, getting the song uh, live, playing live, and then getting used to the song, and then finding ways to sing and. You know, different ways to, you know, sometimes you, you know, like, because we do a lot of the looping stuff. Sometimes like, a, you know, you, you use a different drum sound for for the song and then that's, ah, this is it. You know, like yeah. you find, like you sort of refine the song through playing live, which is, uh, I, totally. I really love that. Yeah. Do you find sometimes, you know, this is the tricky thing with looping and this is where I've, I come in and out of of what my favorite sort of thing is to do. But one of the things about looping when you're playing live by yourself, it's different with the band, um, mm. is that you you have a set chord progression, and whether it's four or eight bars or, or even sixteen, if you if you want to go that mm. long, um, do you find that your like uh, for me, I I generally like I record bass and keys and stuff as well. So I hate when I, there's a B section in a song <laughs> when there's like another part because I'm like, oh, I've got to I've got yeah. to do a whole. Do you find that a little bit too, or are you happy to sort of just drop out any like bass or keys or whatever? Because um, you have that sort of octave pedal that you that you use for your bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, do you just drop that out and play something different? Yeah, man. Normally, I what I do is like. You know, I use the DRC three hundred, which is the the Boss uh, Looper pedal. Yeah, and they they're cool because they have you know they have like three different tracks. So I can what I normally do like on the on track one, I record all the sort of like guitar um, and bass stuff, and then on track two, I record kick and kick and snare. Yep, and then track three, I just record like percussion and little you know hi hats and stuff like. So if if a song's got a, like a B section, I normally I normally don't record. I just play. I just rec- I just play like you know four or eight bars of the first guitar chord progression, and yeah. then I'll loop a beat, loop some percussion, and then I'll go back to the guitar and I'll just play guitar with no bass. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. All the all the way to maybe like you know all the way to the sort of like the the outro of the song where I can actually loop. You know, where the outros, there's no more changes, and yeah, then I yeah. can actually loop that guitar back and then up at a bass line, and then I, you know, sometimes I drop the, I drop the beat and then put it, create another beat on top and and just you know put a four on the floor some kind of thing and and then that sort of like, you know, creates a, a new sort of like um, rhythm to the track or you know just like a new part of the track and but uh, yeah and and if I you know if I'm doing and if it's a song that is just a loop all the way through, then I 
then I do the whole, you know, uh, bass uh, yeah. looping and, and then yeah. solo and the this, yeah, it's it's pretty fun, man. Like it's um, I, I find it really like you know uh, interesting oh, uh, the whole the whole looping thing. If if you do it right, like you can be really. You know, a bad loop is uh, nothing worse than a bad loop. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, when it's ca- sort of coming, just just you've cut it off too early, or it's coming in a little yeah. bit too late, and you've got it. You know, I don't know. I usually start again, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I've yeah, spent way I, too much time on this intro. I, I'm just going to go with it. I can't deal, man, with, with a bad loop. I have to start again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, um, dude. Cool. Yeah, we're coming to the end of our time. Um, thank you so much again for for no worries, man. taking the time to chat and tell a bit of your story. Where can people find your music? Uh, what are your socials? Your handles? All that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, on Instagram is uh, at Animal Ventura. Nice and easy. Um, which is like yeah, just like Ace Ventura, but uh, Animal. <laughs> <laughs> animal Ventura, and you know, can have got a website as well, AnimalVentura.com. Uh, Facebook, um, Animal Ventura. Pretty much, um, if you type it in Animal Ventura, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm up now than uh, than Ace Ventura. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, yeah. At, at Animal Ventura on Instagram is the best. Sort of like it's where I'm sort of more active. Engaged. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Dude, thank you so much. Um, had an yeah, awesome thank chat. Thank you. Um, yeah, this, can this will do be this out. all day, man. <laughs> oh, well, it's like when you have common interests and you like talking about music, it, you can go all day, I reckon, and it makes yeah, the conversation true. really nice and easy and good to listen to as well. So um, I'm sure all the listeners will enjoy this. It'll be on yeah, radio and Spotify and Apple in a few weeks. Yeah, cool. Uh, thanks so much, man, and look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, brother. 